What is up, party people? We're back with another episode of Nick and Manny's Infinite Podcast. I don't think we've done one for the new year yet, but hi, Nuck. Hey, buddy. I think the last one was like January 12th is when we recorded that, I want to say. Uh, I could actually mm, okay. find that for you because that was the night we watched Shrek Forever after. So let me look at the Ah, Shrek there. 4. That's so true. Actually, a pretty good movie. <laughs> yes. After we went off the air, we decided that we were like, hey, it's still early enough. What are we all doing? So me, Nuck, and Alana decided, let's just watch Shrek 4 and finally finish out this Shrek viewing party that we've been doing for the last, like, three years. Trying to yeah. get through all these. We watched Shrek Forever After. And it surprisingly <laughs> was not that bad. Definitely yeah. better than 3. Oh, for sure. 3 is by far the weakest of those four. 100%. Uh, absolutely. I think it goes 3, 4, 1, 2. Yeah, I mean, I probably still like one more than four, but four, like I said, was a very pleasant surprise. You know, DreamWorks and fours. We'll see how they do with Kung Fu Panda 4, because that's coming that's right. out next month in March, I think. Yeah, sometime in March. Thank God, man. It's we'll, we'll get to movies later, but in terms of actual new releases in 2024, it's been a rough start to the year. I've had no interest in going to the theater, like at all. Yeah, I went to one movie that I very vocally didn't want to actually see just because eh, it's a movie uh, oh that's, that's coming right. out we could talk about that yeah um yeah and i'll see a terrible movie this week more than likely um and we'll see if i see the oh, bob marley no. movie or not i don't like i don't think that movie looks awful but i'm just not particularly interested in it bro's gonna see the movie about the guy who's with his mother in the amazon rainforest while she was researching <laughs> spiders before she died did you see that line's not actually in the movie it's not. Yeah, I saw that story today. Apparently, that line does not make the actual movie itself. Then why is it in the trailer? Um, Sony <laughs> doing Sony question. things as always. <laughs> Sony Sony's always doing these things. Apparently, mm -hmm. the uh, Michael Keaton Morbius stuff was also different than what was in the trailer. And then there was stuff with Amazing Spider-Man 2 as well that they mm. cut out. What a wild company Sony is. But not yeah. as wild as Microsoft. We got our podcast on Thursday. The business we, town hall. So we figure out what the heck is their actual plan for the next couple of years. Yeah, there were rumors that I think have been mostly shut down that they were going to stop manufacturing consoles. I like if that is what they're doing there. It makes no sense to announce that now. Yes. Is my whole thing. So I don't think that's what this week's announcement is going to be, but I wouldn't be surprised if that's what they eventually do. Yeah, so like the rumors all started because people were saying Hi-Fi Rush, Sea of Thieves, and like I, it was it was like Pentiment or something else like that. We're gonna come to PlayStation, and given the history of Microsoft porting games to PlayStation, whether it's a Minecraft or like smaller games, I'm like, okay, those ones kind of make sense and stuff. And then all hell started breaking loose. And they're like, Starfield is coming to PS5. Indiana Jones is coming to PS5. Uh, mm -hmm. What's the other one that they said was going to come to PS5? Halo is coming to Gears of 5. Gears of War is coming. To, did I say Halo is coming, Halo to, is Gears coming to Gears of 5? Halo is coming to Gears of 5 is what you said. <laughs> Halo is coming to PS5 and then Gears of War is coming to PS5. And so it just sort of blew the floodgates open. Yeah. And now everyone is freaking out. 
And so we just will wait and see what they say on Thursday and mm-hmm. figure out what the heck is going on. Yeah. I think some of it is true and some of it is very much just overblown, but we'll oh, yeah. find out. Yeah, the truth somewhere in, in the middle, I'm sure. I'm sure there's some credence to that being maybe their long-term goal is to step away from being a uh, a console developer and just move to being a um a publisher for, you know, for, their, for just games, but yeah, for software that's what we're looking for. I'm sure mm. there's some truth to that long term, but yeah, my whole thing, and we talked about this, I think, the other night, it makes no sense to publicly announce, hey, we're not making consoles anymore when you're still trying to sell consoles roughly halfway through a console's lifespan. Yeah, especially with the leaks that came out last year of them doing a mid-gen refresh. Oh, apparently that's also not going to happen. Mm. But who knows? We'll find out on Thursday. There's really not much to say other than... We'll wait and hear from the horses' mouths themselves and see what they have to say, and then we can decide what we. Yeah, think you know about what's it. you know what's ironic. We or, or you were kind of you were glad that we're not recording this on a Thursday for once, and then the one time that we don't record on a Thursday, we would actually have news on Thursday to discuss. Uh, it's always like that. It's always like that. We yeah, record. Yeah. Right before something big happens. I think that didn't that happen with the last podcast? Um, maybe. I'm not sure what it would have been shortly before the Oscar nominations, but I don't didn't have like a ton of thoughts on those. I'm trying to think yeah. if there's anything big that happened last month that I'm blanking on. No. I mean the thing that happened two weeks ago, which we'll get into, but other than that Oh, it was right before the rumble. Yeah, well like Three weeks before the Rumble, but yeah. Was it we have really a lot of wrestling to get into. We can get into it a little bit later. <laughs> what was the Rumble? Oh, it was the end of January. Dang. Yeah, it's like... Time it's has flown last... by the first couple yeah. of weeks of the year. Royal Rumble's always the last weekend of January. Almost always. Yeah. You could do more than one podcast a month, too. We could, and we yeah. try. And My schedule will be more things open come now. up. Yeah. Yeah, now that he doesn't have football, we can actually record well, stuff more often. I have two more of those to do. To wrap up the season. Oh, sure. But yes. Then I'll have... But the point being... Mostly six months free of, of no football. To, no football exactly. podcast. And hopefully our schedules are more set in stone now to where we can just decide. Mm-hmm. I mean, mine's always on, up in the air, realistically, but... You know, we always talk about how we're not sure what we're going to discuss on these episodes. We had an idea. I don't remember if we brought it up on the air last time. Uh, there some was homework. an idea. <laughs> Yeah, Stark knows this. We were gonna read, <laughs> and we were gonna read before this show, or like you know, as a as an ongoing bit, do our own book club. We were going to go back and reread slash read for the first time the diary of a, diary of a wimpy kid books. We failed at yes, this. we we did. I, I, <laughs> like five <laughs> minutes before I joined you in Discord, I'm like, we forgot to do our homework. We were gonna read the first book, and that did not happen. Well, it's funny because I brought it up on Friday as well. I said, Nuck, have you read your book for Tuesday yeah, already? I and then we forgot somehow. But mm-hmm. yes, the ongoing bit for the year is going to essentially be how many Diary of Wimpy Kid books can we get through yep. uh, <laughs> in the year and sort of revisit our thoughts from when we were kids and mm-hmm. see how well those books hold up. And then eventually we'll get to the movies, which is where the end game is. The end game is those movies so that we can finally put the context to that rally gif that I love so much on Twitter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I, I just had an idea that I won't say aloud just in case you want to actually do it. I'm going to text it to you before I forget. Okay. 
Sounds good. Hold on. Let me text it to but you. While he's texting that, Elena said, I've never read those books. Elena, I don't think you would enjoy those books. I also think you were past the age of enjoying them. Because Nucka and I are youngins. And I'm even more youngin than Nucka's. Hashtag oldie. Oldie, but goodie. That's okay, what they the always say. Been sent. All right, let's see. What did this man say? <laughs> yes we should do that it's a good idea we should do that and then go back in yes yeah, i was gonna say the only the only flaw here is that we would actually do that for real at some point too but why not do them both at the same time yeah so i, I think guess. that would make more sense is to okay. see yes but we'll talk are, about that we, i think that's a great thinking? one okay that's a great one to do um, but anyway, we were talking before we started recording um, about this series, and I was like, you know, I own some of these. Let me go check the closet and see where I stopped at. So the I own up to the seventh book. But what I also found, uh, we discussed this a little bit. I own the diary. Uh, I can't say diary to save my life. I own the diary. Me neither. Kid, do it yourself book. You said you also owned this, right? I did at some point. Now mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. But to be fair, I don't know where a lot of those books are. I yeah. don't know where any of them are. I don't know what happened to my Star Wars comics. I don't know what happened to certain other comics that I had. I don't know what happened to certain books that I had. Like, it's there somewhere in the ether. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I, I remember now it was the Scholastic Book Fair in fifth grade, I want to say. Um, I So I, I bought Roderick Rules, the second one. I never owned the first one. And I'm always, I've always wondered why I never actually owned the first one. It was because I went there with my book fair money, could only buy one thing, and my teacher, Mrs. McDaniel, said, you want to buy the do-it-yourself book? You've already read the first book. You should get the do-it-yourself book. You can do a lot more stuff with that. So I said, okay, and this would have been back in 2009. If I didn't know that for sure, then I definitely know looking at my answers in this thing. Um, But ultimately, the do-it-yourself book has just a bunch of different prompts, uh, and you're filling out your answers, and so it's basically a time capsule to see what I was thinking when I was 11 years old in 2009. So if you don't mind, we do have some some fun categories here to go through what I was thinking back then. Hit me. All right. So the first thing that I have filled out here, your desert island picks. If you're going to be marooned for the rest of your life, what would you have with you? So I can pick three of each of these. So video games. Are you ready for the three video games? Okay. Wii Sports Resort. Makes sense. Smack, Smackdown versus Raw 2010. Oh, brother. And Halo 3. So Halo 3 has always been there, but... Yes. And Halo made... Yeah. I, I was figuring Halo would be on there. Yeah. I didn't really play good games except Halo back then, funny enough. Um, But yeah, those are the three games. Actually, of all, of all my takes here, I think the three games aged pretty well. Three songs are all over the place. So number three, I have Indestructible, which would have been by Disturbed. Uh, had Sound of Madness by Shinedown. And the number one song, I, I told you I looked this up on Spotify. I can't find this song. I have no idea who it would have been by. I don't know if I wrote the wrong title here. It's called Playing with Fire. Playing with Fire? Let's see. I looked it up Playing and listened to a couple songs with that song. title, and I don't recognize any of them. It's not Sam Tins. I don't think so. Again, I didn't recognize any of these artists. I didn't recognize the song when I looked it up. Maybe you're thinking about the Rolling Stones play with fire. No, not in 2009. 
what the only what about thing I'm N dubs featuring Mr. Hudson <laughs> playing with fire? I don't think 44 so million views. <laughs> My actual guess is sticking with Disturbed. I think I liked Inside the Fire by Disturbed at that time. I think is what that song's called. I might have just written the wrong thing. Um, or maybe playing with fire is just a song in something that I watched that I just can't recall because I literally have no idea what this is. I would love to go back in time just to realize what that song actually is. Honestly, this is this remind. We should get new do-it-yourself books and fill them out. Yeah, I mean, we. I mean, I assume they have PDFs of those. We could fill out with current twenty twenty four answers and present them on the show. I yeah, think that'd be a fun bit. But I feel like it would be fun to make the other person guess what they would be. Ooh, yeah, I like that idea. Okay, jot that down, Harley. Don't let us forget to do that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna make Harley be our quality control and make <laughs> sure we don't let this our... one pass. <laughs> yeah, Harley's also reminding you to finish your retrospective. Oh yeah, maybe maybe someday. Um, so we also have books. God, this is the most two thousand nine thing ever. Books: Harry Potter seven, Harry Potter six, Harry Potter four. This is when I was Ooh. reading all the longer ones. I was, yeah, I was a huge, huge, huge fan at the time. Still like the movies. I haven't gone back to read those since elementary school. But yeah, that was my peak of being into the series was like fifth, sixth grade, which was 2009-2010. Um, movies, Transformers 2, Harry oh. Potter 6, <laughs> again, <laughs> 2009. And then not a movie, but I own the DVD, so I guess that's why I put it here. WrestleMania 25. Which was not a very good WrestleMania in hindsight. A but feature did, presentation, I guess. <laughs> it did have one of the best matches of all time, which was Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker. The first one, which is the superior mm. one. Um, but yeah, those are my Desert Island picks. Not really a movie, although that match was cinema. I guess so. I don't know. I've never seen it. Yeah. Uh, let me look. Let me scroll through the book here, try and find what else. Ooh, predict the future. Do we want this one? Some of this yes, is let's see how wrong you were. <laughs> okay. I officially predict that 20 years from now, which would be 2029, cars will run on singing instead of gasoline. A cheeseburger oh. will cost $5. I wish a cheeseburger only cost $5. <laughs> Sorry, and was tic- that more than what it cost or less than what it cost? Than what it costs now? No, in 2009. Um, I was probably thinking of like dollar menu at the time would be my guess. But yeah, okay. e- even if you get a, a burger at like at a fast food place now, it's going to be about that more or less. Uh, and a ticket to the movies will cost $30. He was kind of spitting on that one, folks. Past Nick kind of knew it was going to happen. If you try and go see a movie <laughs> in IMAX or Dolby or 4DX or AMC Prime in the evening, it'll be about that. Uh, pets will have their own dollars. I guess I thought dogs would have currency. Dogecoin. <laughs> Underwear will be made out of paper money. A lot of money discussion here. Uh, camera phones will no longer exist. A robot Boy, named you wrong. <laughs> a robot named SpongeTron Horse will be president. There will be more robots than people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah, we might, we might be on, about on the last path one. to that. Yeah. Um, so this one's funny. Steph, let me know if you're still here. Aliens will visit our planet in the year 2050 and make the following announcements: Humans will never embrace soccer. And I wrote this in cursive <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> Soccer, a fam- a, uh, a notoriously not very popular sport worldwide. No, that's almost like saying that there's no worldwide artist that could headline a su- uh, Super Bowl halftime show. You know, it's <laughs> wild like saying that there are no rock bands that would that could do a Super Bowl halftime show. 
it's mm-hmm. as stupid as that. He's definitely not bitter about a certain band still not having a halftime show. No, 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 no. It's not about that. It's about another. It's a. He's a YouTuber and music producer, and he came oh, out that guy, yeah, yesterday yeah, yeah. and that posted video, a sure. video talking about the halftime show. And he said he liked the halftime show. And then he got all boomer and was like, but there's no real bands anymore that could do a halftime show now. Now it's all TikTok people. And I'm like, oh my God. You were, you were, you had me in the first half. Okay. Uh, so predict your future. Um, so the categories, what type of home, your location, how many kids, what pet, your job, your vehicle, and your salary. Okay. So my home, a mansion, which obviously came to fruition. Uh, location on the beach, of course. Kids, none. At least one of those was true. Pet, dog, job, pro athlete, vehicle, helicopter, and salary. I was going to be making a lean, mean hundred million a year, Manny. A hundred million a year, knock. You could pick a hundred dollars a year, a hundred thousand dollars a year, a million dollars a year, or a hundred million a year. I mean, you have to dream big. So I get it. Eleven-year-old yeah. knock really thought he was going to be something. Boy, did the world have different plans. (laughs) Boy, did it. Okay, let me see what else we have here. Okay, good advice for next year's class. I only wrote one thing here. Never, ever stack your tray by the wrong color. I think this alludes to school lunches. I think the lunch lady yelled at us if we stacked our trays with the wrong color, I want to say. Those lunch ladies were were mean. Were they? Yeah. So your favorites and your least favorites. A lot of these I didn't fill oh, out. Let's go. Favorites, I have a lot more here. Favorite, ooh, do you want to guess these? We, we can have you guess some of these. Sure, let's see. Okay. 2009, Nick, favorite TV show? Mm-hmm. You will not get this. I'm going to hit you with a, uh, let's get the King of Queens. No. Same network, though. Okay. Okay. What was it? The The show was CSI. CSI. Oh, CSI. I was big into CSI for uh, for a couple years there. Like, right around the time Lawrence the Fishburne with... showed up. Okay. He was on there for a couple years. That was, like, my peak of being into CSI. It was, like, 2009 to 2011, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Uh, favorite band? Any guesses? Uh, they, did, they did have a song with, uh, for my top three. Let's go with uh, oh, Disturbed. Ooh, you were close. It was Shinedown. The other Shinedown. the other band Damn. that I have a confirmed song that I can identify on my Desert Island picks. Um, yes. Uh, sports team at the time, it was KU Basketball. Um, it, it's the Chiefs nowadays, uh, but KU Basketball is still right there. My favorite okay. smell was Chicken. I love oh, me the smell. yeah, brother. Love me the smell Hands of chicken. Up there. <laughs> My favorite villain was Arthur Mitchell, who was John Lithgow's character in season, four of, season four of Dexter. So I think I filled this out actually in 20, like some of it in 2010, because like that season of Dexter aired at the very, very end of 2009, but 09, 2010. My favorite store was Best Buy. My favorite soda, aka pop. Do you have any guesses on what my answer was at the time? Uh, I don't know. Let's just go with like a Barks. No, never been my favorite kind of root beer. I, I would prefer A&W to Barks. Um, mm. but yeah, I actually, it's one I'm very nostalgic for. I talked about this with a couple friends recently. Red cream soda. I love 
red cream soda. And there was a particular generic brand that we had in the grocery store back home that I would always get, didn't get, or should say, I didn't get too often, but when I had it, it was my absolute favorite thing. And I've been trying to replicate that ever since, and I've never found it. Dang, Any guesses on my favorite Bro's cereal? chasing that white whale. <laughs> uh, <laughs> cocoa Pebbles? No. Those cocoa are great. Puffs? No, they're not chocolate. Fruity Pebbles? No. <laughs> Fruit Loops? No. Kicks. Kicks? I'm cookie sure we crisp. Not cookie crisp. Cookie crisp is not good. Lucky Charms? Yes, Lucky Charms. That is the answer. There we loved go. me the loved me the marshmallows. And then over time I'm like, wait, the cereal part of this is not good. Why do I keep eating this? Um, and they're magically delicious. Yeah. Favorite game system was the Wii, of course. It was 2009. That was everyone's favorite game mm-hmm. system back then. If you were below a certain age, if you were like middle school or above, it was the 360. Uh, favorite magazine, WWE magazine. I had a subscription to that at the time. Oh, and Dude didn't go with Game Informer. Yikes. Did not. I briefly had Game Informer when I signed up for GameStop Rewards in 2016, which was a complete and utter waste of money. I still have a lot of those mm. Game Informers lying around somewhere, though. I'm sad. We got rid of those Game Informers. And one of them has OG Fortnite. Like, oh. back when Fortnite was announced, they have that cover spread and all that in there. You know, I might have that because I, I had that subscription from, like, summer 2016 to summer 2017. Maybe maybe it's under the sink in the bathroom because we used to just put magazines in the bathroom mm-hmm. and read them. Mm-hmm. So it might be under there, but I'm not sure. But I remember I remember the Fortnite one very clearly as one that I had. I don't remember much of the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, least favorites. I filled out far fewer of these. I only have a couple. Least favorite sports team was the Raiders, of course. Back back then, the Raiders were just the, the lowest scum of the earth. I, I don't hate them nearly as much these days. My least favorite smell. Any guesses on least favorite smell here? A fart. An 11-year-old. That is correct. My least favorite smell was farts. <laughs> <laughs> and my least favorite car, I just wrote bug here. I assume that I mean like a Volkswagen Beetle. Never liked how those looked. Bro didn't even That's go all... with a Prius. Yeah. Did those exist in 2009? I don't know. Maybe. Okay. I'm scrolling through here to see what else I filled out. There is a lot of blank still in here, Harley. He could go back. We gotta go back. Okay. Your life by the numbers. Here's some random ones. Let's see if any of these still hold up. Longest you've gone without bathing. One week. I think when I was a kid, I, I didn't take that many baths or showers. Most bowls of cereal you've ever eaten at one time. Two. That's still the same. Uh, longest you've ever been grounded. Never. That changed. Uh, latest you've ever been for school. One hour. Number of times you've been chased by a dog. Lost count. Yeah, we did at one point have seven dogs in my house. Number of times you've been locked out of the house, zero. I think that actually happened to me once. Uh, most hours you spent doing homework in one night, zero. Oh boy, that changed. Most money you've ever saved up, $30. That's about the same now. Length of the shortest book you've ever used for a book report, 30 pages. I would love to know what book that was. Number of times you've been caught picking your nose, lost count. I did that a lot when I was a kid. <laughs> and number of times you've gotten away with picking your nose, also lost count. Ooh, the first four laws you'll pass when you get elected president. I only wrote. Oh, let's see what this man was thinking. Let's. I only see wrote this. two of these here. Um, rule number one: all books shall be first printed in paperback. That was apparently 
the most important rule. <laughs> I think I got tired of carrying around the really heavy uh, hardback Deathly Hallows, uh, if I had to guess, and I and I wanted paperback after that. Uh, and then the other one, every school day starts at noon and goes till three. I was a big proponent of the half day back then. Uh, I mean, depending on if you were in high school, you had that. It wasn't noon to three, but we mm. used to be able to uh, have a class. Um, like you, if you had enough credits, you could have a free period essentially. Mm-hmm. And then my senior year, ah, oh, I'll never forget my senior year. I liked my senior year of high school because it was at a community college. So you would take two, maybe three classes a day. And then the rest was just, all right, now just go to the library and study and do homework. Mm. Ah, those were the days. Those were the days I'm flipping through a lot of this is still blank. A lot of this. I made a loaded diaper concert poster. Nice, bro. Let, let me get a let me get diaper. a good picture, and I can uh, we can send that over your way. Loaded diaper is one of those things that me and my brother sort of bond over. Mm. Out of nowhere, we'll both just yell "exploded diaper" at each other. Here's the poster. I am not Let's artistically gifted. Send. Were those drums that I tried to draw? What is, does that say? Poop. Yeah, there's a, there's four of them. They're P O O and P. I think those were drums. They looked like steel drums or something. I don't know. I don't know. But look at that guitar. Why why does it look like that? Why Love does it look like a giraffe? Poopy rock. <laughs> Calling all poopaholics. <laughs> Calling all poopaholics. <laughs> Calling all poopaholics. <laughs> I love the fact that you just wrote poopy with one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I was trying to think nine, of like 10, all the 11, 12, 12 exclamation points. You wrote poopy. That's right. We love the poopy. And that's pretty much it. Uh, they have like the second half of the book is just journal entries if you want to keep a journal. I only wrote yeah. a couple of them. Should I read off any of these journal entries? No, I think we're good for now. Okay. So yeah, that's all we've got. I, I I do like the idea of us doing this as our present selves another time and coming back and guessing what the other ones wrote. I'll go through it and decide which ones that we should do for next time. Yeah. Anyway, so, we're going to read the, the, uh, the I'll just call them Wimpy Kids so I don't mispronounce the D word again. We're going to read the Wimpy Kid books these years, uh, like this year, folks. That's, that's what the plan is. Yeah, exactly. We're going to see how much we can, we can catch up on because there's mm-hmm. a lot of things from our childhood that we would like to revisit or do for the first time that we haven't done. And one of yes. those things is Nuck is watching Avatar The Last Airbender. He is. So, Nuck, last time we talked about this, you were maybe midway through season two. Yeah, or right around halfway through. Exactly. Now, it seems like you've gotten quite a bit further. So, uh, walk us through your journey with the show. Yeah, so for several months, probably around the time I started my current job, I just had less free time, and then the football pod started up again. I was barely watching movies, I was barely watching pretty much anything during the week, and so I kind of just lost track of Avatar for a while, just kind of lost focus with that. Uh, A couple weeks ago, I had some spare time on a weekend, got back to it, watched a handful of episodes, got through the rest of season two pretty quickly within, within a handful of days or so. Um, I was, yeah, Tales of Bossing Say was the episode I came back to, which is one of the, the favorites, I believe, oh, among the fandom. It's so good. 
It's really we love good. Tales of Bossing Say. It's a yeah. lot of just anthology stories, and not all of them, you know, are great. But Uncle Iroh's a tale alone oh, is so nice. good, and it hits yeah. you so hard. Yeah, that one gets you. Uh, yeah, so that was that was a great episode. Um, the rest of season two, most of those uh, most of those were really good, uh, and then I thought the season ended pretty strong. And I'm five episodes into season three now, and it's a little slow, like slower than I thought it would be at the start. Um, it feels like we have a lot of not filler episodes, but um, it's definitely taking longer to sort of ramp everything up than I thought, because I think I have I mean, Paramount Plus counts it differently because they have a couple episodes lumped together and they consider the finale one 90 minute episode. Um, but it says I have like if I do the math, it's like 13 or 14 episodes left. And I definitely thought we would uh, be moving. They probably also did the mid-season. Uh, they have one of them that's one that's like forty-six minutes as one episode. Yeah, yeah. so that's so that's the mid-season uh, mm-hmm. arc essentially. Yeah, yeah. So it says I have like eleven episodes left. It's more like fourteen, fifteen-ish. But even so, I think I thought this season would start moving a little bit faster, and I'm sure it's about to pick up. But uh, we've had a lot of. Uh, not yet, like I said, not filler episodes, but more singularly focused episodes on one particular thing. One little stop along the journey. Um, they keep bringing up that the the comet is in a, a couple weeks or the eclipse is in a couple weeks. And I'm like, well, we're going through these days pretty, pretty quick here. And you're just doing one thing at a time. You're spending like three days here at this village cleaning up the pollution from the factory. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I'm enjoying all this. I just thought there'd be a little more urgency once the season started. I thought the premiere was really, really good. Um, it's set everything up in the with a little time jump and everything but uh yeah i mean i'm still digging the show and i think i'll dig it all the way through the end but it, it's going a little slower after it picked up toward the end of season two yeah i think the reason for that is because season two ramped up so quick mm. towards the end like i think yeah it ramped up quick as soon as they get into bossing say it's like no killer like no filler all killer because yeah. aside from, I would say, Tales of Bossing Say, which even then is still a great episode, and they're still getting accustomed to everything, so they don't know all of what's happening there. Tales of Bossing Say, and then Appa's Lost Days, which again, even then, it's still so great of an episode that takes you through this journey with Appa. Uh, mm-hmm. Aside from those two episodes, you're getting Lake Lao Guy, you're getting the Dai Li, you're getting Azula invading the Earth Kingdom. You're get like, it is just all killer, no filler. And I love that last arc of season two. Yeah. And because of the way that season two ends, I get why season three starts just a little bit slower because Angus still recovering from the end of season two. So I get that. And I will say the episode that you're on, if you're saying that you're like five episodes in the episode that you're on right now, which is the beach. Oh, great episode. It, that was the last one I watched. Oh, so good. I love that episode so much. And I wasn't digging it, but like the big scene at the end of the episode definitely like brings it all together. I was like, yeah, this exactly. is fine. Uh, but yeah, it, it it's all worthwhile in the end. Yeah, that's how a lot of people I feel like that's how a lot of people who watch the show for the first time sort of see the beach. They're like, oh, it's just like a silly beach episode or whatever. And then everyone just trauma dumps at the end mm-hmm. and you get <laughs> your big stuff with Zuko and it's so good. And then you texted me. You're like, oh, my God, buff Iroh. It's like, yeah, <laughs> Ira's been working out. He really has. They he's, are making you wait to hear that new voice actor. They really are. They are, which I think does work for the show. 
I think it does because yeah. so much of Iroh comes from Zuko's interactions with him and because they're so separate for most of the season, it works out in my opinion. It works, yeah. I was thinking of rewatching Avatar after my Batman rematch to see if I could lap Nick. Oh, rewatch. Yeah, to see if I could lap Nick. Uh, maybe. I don't know if you can at this point, Harley. I'm staying somewhat consistent at this point, but. Yeah, the goal was for Nuck to watch this show before the live action comes out. Not that he'll watch the live action, but just that he could actually watch it finally and then we can talk about it. But. I'm glad that he's gotten at least quite a bit further. But yes, the beach is good. And then looking at the episode after that, that's another great episode. And then I sort of feel like after that, it just becomes all killer, no filler. Well, okay. for me, at least it becomes like, oh, yeah, top tier, top tier, top tier, top tier, top tier. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry. I'm just looking at the rest of this season. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the show came out 17 years ago. Yeah. And I remember, like, because like, my friend or maybe a couple friends in high school were watching Korra as it was airing. So I kind of knew the premise of that. Um, and so I already knew a lot of what happened with these characters already from just kind of hearing all about that at the time. But it's not really mm-hmm. affecting this in any way. I think you can maybe not the stuff that happens after last airbender and before core maybe not all that stuff that happens in between but i think i definitely knew all about the main stuff that happened in this show and i would have gotten that anyway just from the first couple episodes because they make it very clear what everyone's arc throughout the entire show is going to be yeah and i want to talk about arcs in a little bit but uh going off of what you're saying absolutely i think yes you can know what happens in the show But even then, seeing the journey of the characters and the complete development of it really just makes it completely worth it. Like, Mm -hmm. you could know Zuko's arc, sure. But then you see the way that they develop his character, the backstory that he gives, the interactions that he has with people. You're like, oh, so this is why it's one of the greatest, like, arcs in television ever. And it's so Mm -hmm. damn good. I love Zuko. (laughs) Zuko alone is a goaded episode. Zuko alone is so good. It might be, like, if I'm just, like, picking a favorite of one I can remember for sure, that's definitely the first one that comes to mind. No, it's a very memorable episode. I love that episode. I love what it it does to show how Zuko thinks of himself and then also how the world thinks of Zuko. Because so Mm -hmm. much of the time, and especially with Iroh, he always refers to him as Prince Zuko, whereas everyone calls him, like, the banished son or, you know, like, the disgrace of the Fire Nation, blah, 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 and all these other things. So when he finally gets to go out on his own and see these villages and see the impacts of the Fire Nation in those places and see how he's been involved with it and the consequences of his actions, and you see how the kid just completely disowns him at the end of it because of who he is and, like, who he's perceived as, oh, such a good episode and such a good beginning to like the change of his character in that arc so good but speaking of character arcs i've got a bone to pick now i'm saying this before the show has come out before the live action avatar the last airbender show has come out but here we go there have been some things that have come out about it that have made me very upset because I don't want to say I'm an Avatar Pierce. I am a little bit of an Avatar Pierce, but I'm okay with making changes to, like, story stuff. I'm 
coming to terms with the idea of them getting rid of the timetable of you have to learn the four elements within a year because it's a show and kids age and they don't want to have like the Stranger Things effect where the kids age so rapidly and they no longer look like what they're supposed to be. Like, okay, I can deal with that. If they decide to cut some character, like some arcs and stuff, great divide. Uh, but other ones, that's fine. Okay. But when they start completely taking away characteristics of the characters in the name of, well, we wanted to modernize it and we don't think that it held up as well. That's where I have an issue because this show was made in 2005 for eight year olds and it handled these topics way better back then than what it seems like how they're doing it now. Namely, the first two that come to mind are Sokka's sexism and the sexism of the water tribe sort of towards Katara and Katara's character in general having to prove herself. Now, does Katara need to prove herself? Not necessarily, no. Like, she's a good character. She's a well-developed character in that entire show. But the whole point of, in my opinion, the whole point of that first season of her character was sort of establishing women just are just as capable as... <coughs> Women are just as capable as men in this world to do whatever they please and shouldn't be held back by anyone. That's why the Wars of Kyoshi is such a good episode. That's why the when they get to the Northern Water Trap, when she has her interactions with Paku, that's why that's such a good interaction. All of these things help sort of take down the built-in misogyny and the patriarchy. Yes, the patriarchy that's inside the water tribe specifically. But then you also get a character like Sokka. And they said, yeah, we've toned down Sokka's sexism comments. Which I'm like, that doesn't necessarily make sense. Because Sokka's entire character was to get over those things. Because of what he was told at a young age. To be the protector of the village. To be the caretaker for his sister. To be strong and mighty. His father is a war hero. Like, all of these other things. So, of course, that's what the character would think of. The very beginning of the show, he is called out on it. And then you get something like Wars of Kyo where he gets beat and battered and he's like you know what i am very wrong anyone can be capable of being a strong warrior and i need to respect that and learn from them and see how i can become a better person from that and Sokka grows from that moment and he goes on to be one of the best characters in that show because of his character arc and they decided oh those things don't necessarily work in 2023 dog this show was written for eight-year-olds in 2005 and they had more balls than you do to tackle these subjects like it's just wild to me there are the that's why i don't want to say like oh the original creators need to be on because they don't necessarily need to be on but people that actually get these properties need to be on it visually sure it looks like avatar i think the actors all look like they're gonna do a good job in the show i don't really have an issue with that and the kids don't deserve to be uh ridiculed they don't deserve to get hate or anything like that and when i say these things i'm not taking it personally as as oh these creators suck and blah 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 like no they have lives they're doing a job um but i disagree with what i've heard about how they're handling it now obviously when we see the show might be a different story those elements could still be there and it might just be a complete overreaction but as of right now the way that they've continued to talk about this makes it feel like they're taking the wrong lessons in modernizing modernizing an adaptation yeah, I pretty much feel the same as you. I wasn't really going to watch the show anyway, and a lot of what I've heard has 
made me feel justified uh, with that. It, it was going to be a bit of a tough sell for me just because historically I don't love a lot of Netflix shows and that first trailer I didn't think looked particularly good. And yeah, like I said, I'm feeling a little bit justified. I would like to be proven wrong, but I'm not feeling like it's going to happen the closer and closer that we get, unfortunately. And yeah, all the things that I've heard in these interviews and everything else that's been shared is not very encouraging. Yeah. So, uh, obviously, when the show comes out, I will watch it. You know, I'll watch all 10 episodes and see what they do with it. They've, they've, this is the other thing, is that they're doing some other things that I don't necessarily agree with. Spoilers for Avatar The Last Airbender, both live action animated. So, they're taking the whole mechanist arc when they go to the air temple, right? And they see that it's been overwhelmed with uh, the mechanist and he's done all the machines and the polluting in the air temple. And then you see how he's working with the fire nation and sort of the whole war profiteering angle of that. They're taking that and they're putting him in Omashu. And that's where that whole storyline is going to take place, which I'm like, it it feels kind of (laughs) weird. Don't you think? Because it's like that entire thing was Aang coming to grips with a, you know, the air nomads are gone, which we saw in the third episode where he goes to the air temple and everyone's dead. Monkey Yatsu's dead and he has to sort of come to grips with that. But then he goes to this other air temple where he thinks like, oh, yeah, all of these things from my child and all the other stuff. And it's just completely like ransacked and being used as a base for weaponry and machinery and all these other things. But he learns that people can take ownership, not, I don't want to say take ownership, but people can find value in the things that you did as a kid from long ago and the history and the culture and all this other stuff. So it's like, there's that very important arc that Aang has in that show with that episode that I'm not sure how they're going to do with that being set in Omashu. So I'm really just kind of baffled by that. But again, we'll see. I don't mind changes, but I feel like the changes that they did aren't great so far. But next week, I'll watch it all, and uh, I'll give my verdict on it when it comes out. Mm-hmm. So that's my Avatar talk. Let's see. We can go from one controversy to another. Which one could he be referring to? Mm, we could talk about the uh, WWE. Oh, boy, we could. Yeah. Might as well rip that whole band-aid off, huh? Yeah, you can take this one away. All right, yeah. So mentioned a little bit earlier that last time we recorded was before the Royal Rumble. The month of January, and maybe a little bit before, I don't remember the timetable for everything. Um, as packed with wrestling news, um, in like in general, as we've had maybe in the history of wrestling, at least how it pertained to WWE. So serious stuff first, and then we'll talk about the actual show itself. Um so a couple of years ago, Vince McMahon retired, quote unquote, uh, amid some controversy of an affair that he used company funds to um, uh, basically paid hush money to to a woman to keep her quiet about the whole thing. And the usage of company funds was what it was what basically got him ousted. And they they pu- publicly presented as a retirement. He lost his job as CEO and everything like that. He was away kept his job as a majority owner, and then that came back to bite them when he was able to use his majority shares to force his way back into the company, reinstall almost a whole new board of directors, 
uh, help facilitate a sale to Endeavor, who's the parent company that owns UFC, and I think a couple other uh, entities. And so they they got bought. They formed a conglomerate called TKO, which is WWE and UFC under this whole umbrella. Still seemed like, as far as the show, he was away uh, for the vast majority of the time. Um, felt like he wasn't, certainly not as directly involved as he used to be. And I think the show has shown a lot of improvement the last couple of years. Um, it's definitely the best that it's been maybe in my lifetime, uh, the quality of the show on a consistent basis, I would say. Um, some encouraging signs as far as that goes. But he was still this presence kind of looming and kept hearing whispers of more and more stuff happening. And it's always been a thing with Vince McMahon, the stories that have been unconfirmed, but a lot of stories throughout the years of horrible things that he was alleged to have done. Um, sexual harassment, sexual assault are pretty common denominators as far as that goes. Um, there's some pretty obvious signs of racism in the way that he's acted over the years and things like that. Just if for no other reason than the, the stuff that he's been okay with putting on TV has been pretty shocking. And that's stuff that I watched as a kid and didn't think anything of at the time, but watching back is pretty awful. Everything that happened um, and so I was glad to see him gone for a variety of reasons. Uh, his behavior uh, that we knew about was chief among them at the top of the list. And there was a whole bunch of other stuff that had never been discussed publicly that I'm sure he had, or I was sure that he had done in the background. And lo and behold, uh, last month, I think, is when it happened. We got a bombshell dropped by one of the, the newspaper media outlets, uh, content warning about the contents of it. I'm not going to get into it uh, too much, but sexual assault, sex trafficking, just a whole bunch of really, really horrible things that were facilitated by him and other people within the company. There's still a federal investigation going on with WWE in terms of who else in the company knew about what he was doing. Um, it's very much pointed toward Brock Lesnar, uh, who is a current slash maybe former talent with the company that he was involved with this pretty directly with Vince. It's horrible, disgusting stuff. I don't want to say I encourage you to read it because it's really, really terrible, but um, yeah, just a lot of really horrible stuff happening. It feels like that company and maybe wrestling at its core is just so rotten by terrible people. And I'm glad that, you know, the biggest offender in this case got weeded out and he was fired from WWE. He's no longer involved in any capacity. They're kind of trying to scrub him from history to a degree. Um, and Brock Lesnar has been asked to stay away. I don't know what his future holds. There's, I think there's a chance he comes back down the line, but a lot of really disgusting stuff, and the main contributor to the problem is gone, which is good, and he's no longer involved in any day-to-day -day operations with the company, but a lot of the people who enable his behavior who probably knew about it are still there, and I really do think wrestling needs just a whole reset in that regard, but yeah. That's a lot of stuff that's been happening. Um, I don't know if you have any particular comments on any of it, but I was just really disgusted about the whole thing. The closest I've ever come to just quitting on wrestling 100% was last month when I was hearing all that stuff. Yeah. No, it's terrible. Terrible, awful stuff that happened in there. And I I was, like, reading some of it, and then I just had to stop because I'm like, this is just so gross and so disgusting. And obviously... He may be gone in those things, and it may be better, but it still is a systematic issue that had multiple yeah. people involved in it. So hopefully they take the proper steps internally to ensure that these types of things don't happen. 
yeah, I have no faith in that actually happening because these are all the people that enabled his behavior for all these years. Um, and as much as it may suck watching the show, if the people I think are responsible for it being good have to be taken out of the equation, um, that if that's what needs to happen, then I'm all for it because I think there's no other way to change the industry than by changing it from the top from the people who are perpetrating this type of behavior and they need to be gone. And we'll see what happens with this investigation. I'm curious where all that leads. Uh, we're still, I think, in the early stages of it, ultimately. Um, but yeah, just a huge black mark on wrestling right now. Uh, one of the bigger scandals slash controversies in wrestling history. And we'll see how the business moves forward, hopefully for the better. I Like I said, I don't have as much faith in that happening as I would like to. But hopefully this can lead to some positive change within the industry now that like I said, the main root of all that seems to be gone, uh, but there's still a lot of people who uh, are left behind that dealt with him for a lot of years, and hopefully that gets dealt with however it needs to as well. But I, I wish I had more hope than I actually do for that. Um, So yeah, that's the serious stuff. What actually, how the show is actually affected by this, there's been some controversy about where the storylines are happening, or where the storylines are going right now, Manny. Um. So one change when they brought about um, some new changes to the corporate structure at TKO was that a little-known uh, former professional wrestler turned actor, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, uh, now a board member of the company, he now has some, some significant sway, especially after Vince McMahon's gone, he's got even more, and all of a sudden, he comes out, and he has the main event of WrestleMania, but it comes at a cost, Manny. What was the cost? Cody didn't get to finish the damn story. He stole the goddamn story from Cody Rhodes. We've been we've been waiting for Cody to finish his story for two goddamn years now. We watched the night that he showed back up at WrestleMania two years ago together. It feels like a lifetime ago, and he still has not finished the story. We had he hasn't the ideal. It's been a meme for the last year of him just saying I have to finish the story because everyone has been saying he's never going to finish the story. And finally, he's positioned in a way where he can finish the story. And then this bald bozo with baby oil all over his skin <laughs> comes out and is like, oh, look at the chills that I get every time, every time. And he's like, actually, I'm going to be look the one wrestling in WrestleMania. Yeah. Gives oh, me no, no. He, he's not the one who says this. The big problem here is the Royal Rumble, everyone's favorite wrestling match every year. The winner gets a title shot at WrestleMania. They get to choose the match that they want if there's two champions, which right now there are two world champions. Um, so that's like a guaranteed match at WrestleMania against the champion. Cody decides to tell Roman, the champion, I will face you, but not at WrestleMania. And he brings out The Rock instead. That is the worst possible way to make that match happen. It makes Cody look awful. It makes no sense whatsoever. And it does what I think The Rock wanted least of all to happen. It makes people boo The Rock, which never, ever happens in a wrestling context. It never happens. They botched it so badly that they have people booing The Rock on television, which I thought I would never, ever see again. So... There's about a week of all this. We get to last Thursday, the press conference in Vegas for WrestleMania. We have all of our major players come out. We have Roman Reigns, the champion. We have The Rock come out. And Roman chooses The Rock. I don't know why Roman gets to choose, but The Rock is his opponent that he's chosen. And then Cody comes out. It does a complete 180, a complete change of heart. He says he wants Roman. I think the idea is that they disrespected his family, both he and The Rock did. So that changes Cody's mind. So Cody officially chooses Roman. We get to that match ultimately at WrestleMania. And where it looks like they're going is on the first night, we get a tag team match of 
Cody and the other world champion, Seth Rollins, versus Roman and The Rock. The Rock went from challenging Roman for his uh, seat at the head of the table to being clearly the head of the table. Roman is subservient to him, and they're partners now. They're both bad guys. I think it's a good pivot that they made, but it's been so ridiculous and chaotic the last two weeks of storylines. It's incredible. It's hard to keep up with. It's stuff that didn't even need to happen. <laughs> nope. It really, really, really did not need to happen. Yeah. Just unforced error. Like, a couple unforced errors in a row. Like, if this was the match they were going to do, I don't know why they did the Royal Rumble the way they were going to. I mean, there are rumors that to try and steal attention away from the Vince McMahon story, they had The Rock come mm. back and try and bring up some goodwill. I don't buy that, personally. Like, I don't think that's the sole reason they would make this decision. They were clearly thinking about doing this anyway, because uh, he showed up about a month before to sort of tease the match. But I figure after the Royal Rumble happened the way it did, if you were going to have The Rock wrestle Roman, there would have been some sign of it at the Royal Rumble. And you sure as hell wouldn't have had Cody win the Royal Rumble, because there's only one match that he would have realistically had, and it would have been Roman. So that was when I thought, okay, they'll do the Rock thing next year, or maybe they do the Rock match on night one and the Cody match on night two, something. Uh, but the way that they actually went about it just made no sense whatsoever. And I'm glad that they rectified it. And I'm more curious now to see what this heel Rock thing ends up being, because he hasn't been, hold on, because uh, he hasn't been a heel on TV in over 20 years. He's been a babyface every time he's come back. So I got the hiccups, sorry. Um, so I'm curious what this ends up being. I'm curious what role Roman plays in all this, because he's sort of taken a backseat all of a sudden to The Rock uh, after Roman's been, you know, the center of the universe that the whole show orbits around for four years now. Uh, so that that all's fascinating. I think it leads to a match between the two of them next year. It's probably where things are going to go. Um, but I'm more interested in this journey and how we get there now, I will say. Uh, after all that, I am still into all this. It was just an unforced error to get there. Yeah. It's really just wild that they thought at any point this would be a good idea because yeah. like Brock versus Roman has been teased so many times mm -hmm. or, you know, it's been mentioned quite a few times. And then this year it started to actually get like flames and like, oh, it could actually happen finally. But at this point, like Cody just has so much momentum. Everyone loves him in uh, WWE. So it's like. This is the time to finish the story with Cody. Mm -hmm. Like, if there's anyone to position uh, after the whole Vince McMahon stuff, it's Cody. Because after the thing that he said after Royal Rumble, like, that's the guy that you push, not Rock. Yeah. Yeah, not the Rock, who everyone knows now is maybe not in charge, but certainly one of the most powerful people in that company. It's a bad look for him. Yeah, he's on the board. Like yeah, he he's can, on the board. Uh, he can have influence over the way that things go. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's a whole can of worms. I know Harley's in the chat saying how they don't care about wrestling. I totally understand. Uh, we do talk about wrestling now and then, and there was a lot of stuff to catch up on, so I appreciate that little tangent you let us all go on there. We do have WrestleMania on the horizon in a couple months. I think April 6th and 7th, I want to say, is when it is. Uh, we got yep. one show in between now and then. That's Elimination Chamber. In Australia next week, so I'll be waking up and watching that. Oh, uh, God, like, what wake, time wake, is that at? 
it's at like five Eastern. So not I'll be waking up the next morning uh, or the morning after whatever and mm-hmm. watching it on delay. I won't be waking up in the middle of the night to watch it. Oh, OK. Up. I thought you were going to wake up. Yeah, at yeah. I, I, 5 I a.m. and watch it live. Yeah, I'll wake up, watch my soccer, watch my wrestling afterward. Try and avoid spoilers in between. Yeah, but but yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, we're still talking about wrestling. If there's anyone that I blame for everything that has gone wrong with the world, it's Juan Santos Escobar. He's Santos the one Escobar. to blame for everything. Yes. Always. Always. If Santos Escobar has two haters, it's me and Manny. <laughs> exactly. If Santos Escobar has no haters, it means that we're dead. It means that we're dead. Rey Mysterio's got to come back at some point. I felt like he'd be back he's, by now, but. He's still healing. Yeah. We'll I mean, I'm sure he I'm was sure at the Super Bowl. Match, ultimately. He was. He was in a he was in a Niners jersey, and uh, how'd that yeah. work out for you, right? How'd that work out? Oh, brother! I guess we I <laughs> guess it's leading to it. Okay, no, we had yeah, we Sunday. had to bring we had to bring it up briefly. So, uh, fourth and Infinity listeners, of course, we'll get into this in depth. We couldn't record it immediately because Janev is out of town on business, but we will record our recap as of this recording is Tuesday. We'll record it tomorrow night on Wednesday. I'm going to go to the parade because spoilers, the Chiefs won. So I'll also get to talk about that a little bit when we do the football pod. Uh, but yeah, Super Bowl 58 on Sunday. Hell of a game. It was pretty boring in the first half. And I I was like, oh, man, even if we win this one, this is not going to be a Super Bowl that's remembered fondly overall. And oh, boy, that second half sure did change things. That ended up being maybe one of the best games of all time. I heard multiple people who are not fans of either team saying things to that effect. Uh, it was intense down the stretch. I'm not, I haven't like I don't think I'll ever match the intensity of that first Super Bowl win that the Chiefs had a couple years ago. Um, but this one came really close just with the game flow and how everything was toward the end. It was nerve wracking. And I know you will say that the the highlight of the whole thing was the halftime show as someone who really cares about the football. And sometimes we do get stinkers in the Super Bowl. Uh, this was not one of those times. This was an incredible game. Listen, I watched the game, OK? And I uh, couldn't really care much for it. I know. There were there were times where I was like, okay. And then I was just like, and we're back to another hour. When we went into overtime, I was like, oh, no, we've got another hour of this goddamn game to go. Yeah, and playoff overtime is not actually timed. Like, like in the regular season, if 10 minutes go by and it's still tied, the game just ends as a tie. You can't have that here. And we almost and, went to and- the second... Almost went to the second quarter of overtime. And if you get a field goal, the game does not end because you need to get a touchdown no. in order for it to end. Which and in the playoffs, the even Niners if you get a touchdown, the game doesn't end. Yeah. Many things that happened there, but you're absolutely correct. Usher Raymond came in, did that halftime show, killed it. Killed it. I was <laughs> Me and Edith had the time of our lives watching that show. There were so many moments where we were like, yes, they're doing this. They're doing that. Alicia Keys came out, and I was like, I told you she was going to come out. We were having a great time. when That uh, was leaked, though, wasn't it? It wasn't It wasn't necessarily leaked, but it was very heavily hinted at. Because Usher was like, we're going to, uh, I want to, like, bring in people that are part of, you know, the legacy that we've helped build together and all those other things. So immediately, like, you think of uh, Justin Bieber, Alicia Keys, Little John and Ludacris, like all these other people, uh, in artists and stuff. So we did, so we got Alicia Keys, we got, uh, her, she came out. That was really cool. It was funny because, uh, 
uh, Edith didn't know who her was. So I'm like, it's her. Mm-hmm. She's like, who? I'm like, her. She's like, <laughs> her? Who? I'm like, she goes by H-E-R, her. And she's like, oh. But her was cool. Enjoyed that. I forgot what his name is, but there was a producer who came out uh, for Confessions Part 2. And I know I'm not the only one because I've seen this on social media. But I was like, is that CeeLo Green? It was not yeah. CeeLo Green. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> but it it definitely looked like CeeLo for a second there. Uh, he did Confessions Part 2. That was all great. Uh, led into some other songs. And then... Uh, you just, uh, he finishes the song, and then he was like, another round of shots. It pans over, and you see little John, and he just goes, turn down for what? Everyone goes crazy. Ah, the stadium's jumping up and down. Everyone's so excited. Leads into, yeah, you know, but yeah, 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 yeah. So great. I was not expecting Ludacris to come on. So uh, I thought that they were going to do the chorus and then they would like go to another song. Like maybe it was going to do like DJ God is falling in love, which he did not do. But it goes to Ludacris and me and Isabel just go, Ludacris! Like, oh, such a great show for, for people that enjoy that music and those artists. It was so good. He killed it. I, If you ask me, it was better than Rihanna. Might be better than when Snoop and Dre and Mary J. Blige did theirs. Might be better than that one. Um, and definitely better than The Weeknd. I can't think about uh, what was before The Weeknd. But, yeah. So, uh, that was Shakira and J-Lo. Oh, the Shakira and the J-Lo still. One. Shakira yeah. and J-Lo had to have a great halftime show. I love that halftime show. It's so damn good. Uh, and then I forget who was before them. But point being, it was a good halftime show. Definitely rate it highly. And, you know, next year we'll see who comes on. Maybe it's one of these rock bands that's in their 70s that appeals to older white men so that people can be like, oh, they're finally playing music I like. That used to be what we got every year. <laughs> I know, they're- which is so interesting to me. Because going back to that video, and by the way, He's a very knowledgeable person, and I value his opinion a lot of the time. But sometimes he has some stupid-ass takes. But he was like, look, the artists of the last couple of years have all been modern artists. Where are the old bands? And it's like, Red Hot Chili Peppers played. And I'm not saying that like Prince is an old person, but Prince played. Uh, Cold plays a band that was been around for 10 years. They played. Maroon 5 had been around for 14, 15 years by that point. They played. Like, it's always been... Old bands and new bands. You you have Mary J. Blige and you have an Usher. And even Usher's been around for 20 goddamn years. So it's yeah, like... Usher's not young. You always have... No, he's not. He's 46. So it's like you always have a couple years of older artists, a couple years of newer artists, a couple years of older artists, a couple years of newer artists. Like, it's mm-hmm. always been like that. You have Big Boy come out. You have Justin Timberlake come out. You have The Weeknd come out. You have Dr. Dre and Snoop come out. You have Mary J. Blige come out. You have Katy Perry come out. Like, it's it's always been a mixed thing between what demographic they go for. And I believe Katy Perry did the Baby Shark song at that Super Bowl. <laughs> no, she did not. <laughs> Katy Perry had a dancer called the Left Shark that went viral. Right. Uh-huh. Sure. Don't laugh at me for that. Don't that. laugh at me for this one. I rewatched that clip the <laughs> other day. And you didn't share it with us? What the hell? No. I love that clip, though. 
Yeah. Um, so I historically have never, ever watched the halftime show. That's still true. Uh, so I don't have a ton of thoughts here. I do have the list if you want to go back through kind of the, maybe the last 10, 20 years of uh, performers and see how it's changed. No, nah, I'm good. I looked at the list okay. yesterday when I shared the video. So I saw it and I was like, up until maybe like the 90s and 2000s, it was like like blank presents it was very like specific wording because it was like the halftime show had a title with it and then it was the artist and then it became just the artist and i was looking at the artist and i'm like no that seems like what it still is today sometimes it's older artists sometimes it's newer artists and they just sort of bounce around mm -hmm. i learned that in like 1995 they just did an indiana jones skit with some random people that was their halftime show listen let's bring back more multimedia uh halftime shows <laughs> we can do more than just concerts come on imagine it's like three five minute shorts from like create uh not creators uh like directors like jordan peele does mm -hmm. one scorsese does one and then uh i don't know let's get like michael main to do one yeah it does still have to be a live performance though that that's the thing that's the trick yeah gotta do something for the, all those people in attendance who paid way more money than i'll ever make in a lifetime to get their seats exactly but when are we yeah. gonna get a broadway performance at a halftime show it's football so i wouldn't hold your breath listen if the taylor stands right for it it'll happen i was gonna say the sports having to be drag kicking and screaming into embracing taylor swift so it might be a while before <laughs> they embrace broadway one yeah. thing at a time but one way. thing at a time but there you go there's the sports talk yep we made it through we made it through we will prevail Okay, Where now do what? we go from here? Let's see. There's Turn one more. the lights down now. I'm feeling it. Smiling from ear good. to ear. I'm feeling it. Yeah, it's feeling this, not feeling it, but whatever. Feeling this, whatever. Okay. Are you feeling this now, Mr. Krabs? Are you feeling him, sir? <laughs> 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 That's a very specific reference for you. Yep. <laughs> Do you feel, feel him, me? sir? You, you, you feel me? You feel me? Are you, do you uh, feel him, sir? Do you uh, feel him, sir? Let that man finish his story, for God's sake. He, he didn't even say yeet. He just, he just went like, oh. No, no, he did it both times. He went like, yeet. And then at some point he just goes, oh. I might have the video of him making that noise. Do I have that video? I hope I do. Uh, but... While he brings that up, uh, I'll talk about some games that I've been playing. So, I don't know if I'd already finished by the time we did the first episode, but I finished Uncharted 1. Uh, glad that I'm done with that one, and oh, I yeah. move on to the other game. I started Uncharted 2. Mm -hmm. I am maybe, like, at the end of the train level. I'm not sure. The last thing I remember doing was I shot the helicopter out of the sky. Okay, so, so you've, like, caught up to the train level in real time. Yes. Gotcha. Yes! They yes, do the, because last um, thing I saw was with... Sh I don't know if his name is Shaw, but whatever the guy is and Chloe. And then okay. a gun gets fired off. So that's where I stopped. So I'm at that point. Mm -hmm. um, definitely enjoying two more than one. The enemies feel yeah. way less bullet spongy. Jesus Christ, were they bullet sponges in that first game? Um, mm -hmm. I still don't love the shooting, but I'm at least 
enjoying it more. Yeah. And I enjoy the vibe a lot more in the second game than the first one. Yeah, you'll get some bullet spongy enemies as you get later you do. in the game. There are some yeah, I hate fighting those guys. I hate them so much. It makes like I love to most of the way through, but the once we get to fighting those enemies predominantly, that's when the game falls off for me. I don't really like the end of it. Yeah. So two's been good, and then we'll eventually get into three and then four. Um but yeah, it's been it's been interesting to go through them. And the best thing I can say about these games is that it made me excited for Star Wars Outlaws. Is that the name of the game? Is that what that's called? The Ubisoft one that's coming out this year. I think it's Outlaws. Mm. Because when I, I first say it's not Naughty Dog. No, it's not. Because uh, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, so it's just every third person shooter game or whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then I played Uncharted and I was like, oh no, okay, so I can see why people would be excited for this. Like, I get the vibe. I like the vibe a lot. That's the thing that I like best about the games, is the vibe. Um. So yeah, I rewatched the gameplay footage. I was like, no, this can be cool. Uh, I'm down. I was going to buy it either way. But now I'm more, like, convinced about it. I'm like, no, this can be good. Mm-hmm. So that's allegedly coming out in, like, April or May. But no date has been set yet. With the Star Wars game? Yes. There's no way. We're, we're like two or three months away from that perspective uh, perspective date. Exactly. But I don't allegedly that's, that's coming out but... in April or May. Hmm. Okay. We'll find out. If that is what they're doing, they gotta announce it pretty fucking soon. Exactly. But See? other than that, there is one other game that I played. Uh-oh. <laughs> Folks, I we played every single the, game. Uh, or I, every single episode. Yes, I played the squad game. And I'm not a fan of it. Do I think it's the worst game ever? No, absolutely not. Do I think it's like a 5 out of 10? Absolutely. I think that's a very fair score. Uh, Gameplay-wise, like, sure, the shooting can be fun, but I never really think about it too hard. Um, traversal can also be fun, but with characters like Harley Quinn, it just sucks because it's not great traversal in my opinion. Um, skins are non-existent pretty much in the game. Uh, campaign isn't great. It's a lot of, uh, tedious missions most of the time. The thing that bothered me most is that a lot of that game is just, all right, now go get this guy and this guy, he's going to come back to the base. But he's a vendor for your end game. And now you're going to go meet up with Gizmo. But Gizmo, he gives you a car for guess what? The end game. And then you're going to go get Poison Ivy. But guess what? Poison Ivy is a little kid. And also, she can change your weapons like uh, elemental damage for the end game. Like, you're getting people for the end game for half of that damn game. Like, it just... I didn't like that personally. Uh, And then other, like, just story issues that happen in the game. Um, but yeah, and then also technical issues, our game crashes constantly, playing online is atrocious, frames are dropping like there's no tomorrow, plenty of bugs where shield harvesting doesn't proc, where our bullets do no damage, where we can't get ammo, where all these other issues come up, so it's just not in a good spot, and not worth the money, 
and people that defend it, I heavily disagree with you because you're asking people to go out and pay seventy to a hundred dollars for a game where people couldn't even get into the servers for the first two weeks of the game's <laughs> launch and still can't get yeah. in sometimes. And still sometimes you'll be playing and then you get booted out and you can't get back in. So I don't recommend purchasing it. Uh yeah, Harley. So it is it is the Arkham Ivy. Um, but if you remember, if you remember in Arkham Knight before Ivy died, she puts a pod down in the earth. So, uh, they use that pod to regen poison Ivy, and she's actually been taken over by LexCorp. But there's also weird inaccuracies like that, where it's like, I don't say that, that's not an inaccuracy, because that's established, sure, whatever. Um, but it's like, when Harley meets her, she's like, you don't remember me? Me and you to the very end, forever? And it's like, Dog, you were with Joker for that entire series, and uh, <laughs> like, there's nothing to indicate that you and Ivy were a thing. And even then, it's like weird that you're saying that to a kid. Like, it's just weird, you know. So there's weird stuff like that, and then uh, the way that they explain how Batman is back is so just don't think about it. To where I'm like, why was this yeah. set in the Arkhamverse? You could have just set this yeah. in another universe. And I'm not one of the people that's like, oh, my Arkham Batman died, blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't care about that. You know, sure, Arkham Batman died, whatever. But it's like, the issue is that I don't care. (laughs) Really, I don't care. If this could have been set in another universe and I would have been fine. Like, it's set in the Arkhamverse doesn't do anything for the story, really. Yeah. And that's like, I was curious, like I looked up some of the story stuff and yeah, I get why they would have said this in the Arkhamverse. It's easier to sell, I guess, but it makes no sense that at the same time, it's like, oh, you need to kill the guy that you played as in all these Arkham games. You need to play as less popular characters to do so. And I get that that's technically their backdoor pilot to getting into all this other DC stuff. But the fact that it remains so separate from all that other DC stuff to me just makes it a good opportunity to just reboot it. But what do I know? But even with that, okay, spoilers for the game. Spoilers for the game. Okay. Yeah. You kill the Justice League, right? You kill every one of them. Wonder Woman dies to Superman, but everyone in the Justice League is dead. Okay. But it's A, heavily implied, and B, the data leaks and voice lines have confirmed that this isn't the actual Justice League. So it's like, why even set this in the Arkhamverse then if this isn't even the real Justice League just put in another universe? So is this not the Arkham Batman? After It all? is a clone of the Arkham Batman that Brainiac... Oh, <laughs> so Brainiac has, the, Brainiac has the Justice League in his big giant headship. And, yeah. uh, and this is allegedly how, how it is because we never see them in there. But the idea is... That Brainiac has kidnapped all of them, took their DNA, and put them with either another Justice League or just, like, you know, creatures that he's created, that he's imbued with their power so that they can inhabit the traits of the characters and their superpowers to take over the world. So, the Arkham Justice League is still alive somewhere, but it's like, and that's the other issue with this, is that they never indicate that to you, so by the time that all that stuff gets revealed later on in like maybe a year it's like so then why did we play this <laughs> like what was the point of us doing this then if this wasn't our justice league 
at least say yeah. like, hey, you need to go save like, oh, you kill the Justice League. But while you get taken by Brainiac on the ship, you see the others. It's so simple. You see the others. And then you're like, hey, the Justice League is still alive. Maybe they can still help us, blah, blah, blah. And then maybe you do kill Brainiac and you still need to go to the other multiverses or whatever. But at least you know that the end goal is you need to save the Justice League so that they can take yeah. out Brainiac. Like, it's just. Yeah. Yeah. But on to bigger and better things. Marvel Spider-Man 2 update comes March 7th. We're finally getting an update to that game. Mm-hmm. New game plus baby. That's new what game plus new suits, changing tendril colors, potentially changing time of day as well, which I'm really excited for. Hopefully, they give us weather options as well. I hope we can get like snow or rain. That would be awesome. That would be so good because I, I want to play in I snow per- in New York. <laughs> I personally couldn't care less about that, but a lot of people seem to be really happy about that change. So I'm happy for those people. It's um, it's it's mostly because of vibe and because of photo mode because when you play that game if you want to get night shots you have to load it up to when the campaign is at night if you want to get like specific shots you have to do them at specific times of the campaign and because there's no new game plus you can't take like a photo with this specific suit at this time because you don't unlock it until later after the game is Mm -hmm. over so it's those types of things and then also some people just like snow some people want to be in the rain one thing that i would really love is if they let you change the way that the world looks so that you could have it where the symbiote is still taking over new york city i'd love that because i loved that section when it was there but we will see march 7th i'm excited that it's finally getting an update any idea when the dlc be dropping If this took them five months to do, I don't know when yeah. when or if DLC will drop. The PS6 will be out by the time that DLC drops. Yeah. And Insomniac will have yeah. released six games by then. <laughs> Listen, Insomniac, yeah. they are efficient workers. But while we're talking about games, Nuck, you've been playing a game. Yeah, I've been finally working my way through Avatar Frontiers of Pandora, which I'm sure I've mentioned here at some point, uh, but I'm actually pretty close to the end of that game. And it's good. It's a Ubisoft game. Uh, there's That brings with it some good and some bad. Uh, Ubisoft games are very imperfect, but I find them to usually be pretty enjoyable. This one feels a little cheap in the presentation in a couple areas. I think particularly the cutscenes aren't very dynamic, um, and the gameplay itself is very simple. It can get a little bit repetitive. I think it's really, really stealth based to the point that I think actual combat is not fun in the game. Almost never really puts you in those scenarios where you have to do like full on combat. Um, There's a couple little annoyances there and I wish the core gameplay were a little bit better, but uh, exploration is fun. It looks beautiful. Like I just have wanted a game where you can just explore Pandora and this is that. So I do appreciate that. And um, I think hunting for better gear and, and crafting items is also fun. It's not going to be a classic or anything, but definitely worth what I paid for it. And if you're interested in Avatar at all uh, and can get the game on sale price, I think I'd recommend it at sale price for you. I probably will not buy it, but I know there you go, folks. If you wanted to play an Avatar game, you can have a good one. Yeah, I've mostly been just like wanting to get through it so I can move on to something else in the backlog. I don't know what that is yet. Might be something I've played before. Um, 
I'm thinking about since I'll have more spare time, maybe getting back into do, doing some streams now and then. Uh, so if there's any games you guys want to see me play through, I might take some requests if it's something that I own or that I could get pretty cheaply. Uh, but I do have a game in mind to jump back in with, so might get to that before too long. Bro's gonna play the Dive Wumpy Kid levels of Pop Tropica. Yes, exactly. How'd you know? I always know. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, I guess look out for that. I'm gonna try and stick to my word and do that. I'm sure it'll never happen, but I kind of miss playing games with you and doing streams. It doesn't have to be with you, but in general, I do kind of miss that. I took a nice long sabbatical from it. Yeah. Whereas I just keep playing games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harley, Harley just said a very exciting comment. He said, oh, man, he's speaking <laughs> of Insomniac. I'm giving Sunset Overdrive into the shot after only playing it a bit when it came out. This game is a hoot. It's so good. Playing through the squad game made me just realize how much more fun that other like sunset overdrive is it's so fun it's got such great life and characters and a sense of humor i love the weapons in that game i love the different amps that you can do in there oh such a good game so fun i think that pretty much rounds out our games talk which means that there's one more section left nuck and that is movies uh yeah, I haven't been watching a ton of stuff. It's still been a slow last month for me. I've I've seen all but one Best Picture nominee. I still have to see Maestro, which I don't really want to watch, but I probably will at some point. Um, but other than that, I'm caught up on all the Best Picture nominees. Um, I like all. The, I think if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, I think I like every every movie that's been nominated of the nine that I've seen, which is good. Most years I don't have that, but most of them. I think they're all at least a three and a half for me. So I'll mention one that I rewatched. Nuck. Ooh. In honor of Dune 2, I decided to rewatch Arrival <laughs> and not Dune. <laughs> I will rewatch Dune before Dune 2 comes out. But I decided to watch yeah. the other Denny movie. Arrival. What a fucking movie, man. What a movie. It's been quite a few years now, but it was one of my favorite movies of all time the last time I watched it. It's so good. And I wanted to make sure that, like, I wasn't just typing it up. I went to go check the letterbox, and it's universally agreed upon, like, nah, this movie just goes hard. It's so good. I've got some lower ratings, I think, in the people I follow on, on Letterboxd. But, yeah, it's a very highly regarded movie. Mm-hmm. And, I, like I said, it's been probably five years at least since I watched it at this point, but I'm a big fan. Yeah, it had been something like that for me. It's been at least maybe four three or four years since i've rewatched it and i was because you were watching top gun and i was like man i just need like a pick-me-up movie today for some reason that was a, a rival and i was like that's not yeah, a pick-me-up movie it. but i mean it is and it isn't because i'm like so engrossed throughout the entire thing and then by the time we get to the final 20 minutes of the movie when uh they like unlock the tool that the visitors give mm -hmm. them i don't want to say too much but like when they unlock the tool that the visitors give them and stuff starts clicking together you're like oh that's so cool and the way that they do that final sequence incredible i love that movie yeah it's probably my favorite movie from him like i think of, of everything i i would agree with that um just thinking back because denny has always been someone that other than that I like his movies, but not as much as everyone else does. I feel that, well, 
Dune, I only think is okay. We'll see how, how I feel about it if I watch it again before the new one. Um, but I felt that way about Blade Runner. I felt that way about Sicario. And Arrival was the one that kind of bucked that trend where I just straight up loved it. Yeah. So I'm excited for Dune 2. I will rewatch Dune at some point to hear that lady go, ah! This is your best impression. <laughs> I love that. I love it's that. Dune lady. That Dune lady. It's so good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah. no, I can't wait to see Dune 2 at some point mm-hmm. uh, in the next month. But yeah, I'm with you. Yeah. There really hasn't been a whole lot for me to watch in the first couple months of the year. Like I thought about going to see Mean Girls, but then I was like, nah, I'm good. And yeah. then There's I could a- catch up on like previous movies. But at the same time, I'm like, eh. I'm good. I'm not really in a position right now to where I want to go out to the theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I did go to the theaters to see one new 2024 release, which I could talk about American Fiction or Four Things or Anatomy of a Fall, which I all thought were great. But instead, I'm going to talk about Argyle. Who is the real uh, agent Argyle? Do you want to know? I can give a spoiler alert. No, I know who it is. I saw the the tweet from four years ago <laughs> from yeah from 2021 or whatever it was it's funny that they like i don't know like what the deal is if they just decide to make this into a big like reveal slash twist as as for a way to market the movie or if it was designed to be that way and then discussing film just totally ruined it when they tweeted that a couple years ago um but yeah the real agent argyle is sort of a nonsense reveal it's also the only way the movie's premise can even remotely work um because it's so stupid if it's anyone else being the real agent argyle just the whole premise of actual spy organizations are relying on this author to to predict the future to tell them what to do next is so fucking dumb it's so dumb and yeah the movie's still dumb but the the reveal is the only way that you can make that premise even remotely work which it doesn't I didn't hate the movie, um, but th- yeah, it, it was never particularly good. And I think the last half hour is pretty terrible. Oh, and it's saying to spoil Argyle. I know who okay. the real agent Argyle is. I think we just spoil it. Spoilers for Argyle. Yeah, or spoilers as it's known for Argyle. in some places, Agent Argyle. So mm-hmm. spoilers for Argyle in three, two, one. Now, who is it? Bryce Dallas Howard is the real agent Argyle. So what happened? Yeah, she's a sleeper agent, right? yeah so it's it's so convoluted uh, arcadia was watching this in theaters and um he was like alone in the theater and i was the only person who had seen it so he was texting me every stupid thing that was happening as the movie was going on um he and he ended up confusing me there were things that happened over the course of the movie that i forgot actually happened so bryce dallas howard was a spy with the good guy organization i can't remember what it was called the one where sam rockwell and sam uh, samuel jackson are her name was Rachel Kyle, R. Kyle. Uh, so so uh, she was Agent Argyle, I guess, uh, like the, the Argyle thing. That's where it comes from in her brain. Um, but she was on a mission. She lost her memory. And the bad guys uh, picked her up uh, like in the hospital. They did. What's the word I'm looking for? What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Uh, they hypnotized her. Hypnotized her. Hypnotized. There you go. Yeah. Yeah, the memory wipe and hypnotized like she didn't have her memory. They hypnotized her into thinking that these people with the baddie organization were actually her parents. They rewrote her entire life for her. 
They said she was an author, and so her writing the Argyle books was her way of basically recounting her own memories, not realizing it. That's why she knew it all with such meticulous detail. That's why she could churn the books out as quickly as she did. Blah, 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 blah. So the real, like, the Argyle books are her recounting her actual uh, life history. And she finally caught up to the point where she got snatched in real life. And that was when all the agencies came after her because they were trying to go after whatever the MacGuffin was. I think it's like the spy movie thing where it's like a list of all the agents that you can expose and blah, 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 like typical spy movie shit. And that's the big MacGuffin. And it gets so convoluted. Like, I wish I could <laughs> wish I could shit on the movie more, but it's just like not interesting enough for me to have fun shitting on it. It's just kind of dull after all that. Matthew Vaughn's style of action got old really fast after the first Kingsman, and it's still the exact same style of action, um, the way it's presented, and you always have like a fun, upbeat song in the background. It's like it's like a one-trick pony style of action that he's doing in every single movie that he's done since the first Kingsman, and that's another movie that I haven't seen in many years that used to be one of my favorites of all time. I expect I'll like that movie less when I go back to it, because the second one is not good. The King's Man is just okay. I think that movie actually benefits from being taken a little bit more seriously. Um, but yeah, uh, the bloom is off the rose with with Matthew Vaughn for me. I remember a time when I would have been happy with him doing any of the movies in my favorite franchises. Uh, and now I just am kind of apathetic to anything he makes. I would love to see him get out of this style of movie, but he seems to be really on board with doing this. It's been the last four movies he's made for the last decade. Mm. So... It looks like this is what he likes, and I think he's going to try and continue with this style of movie, even though Argyle bombed, like it bombed hard. It had a budget of $200 million, and it is not making that back. Not even close. Nope. But Yeah. I mean, I guess that's just what you got, you know? Mm-hmm. It is what it is. It is what it is. So that was Argyle. I also watched Saw 3. What do you think of that? Not bad. I, I I liked it. It was my least favorite of the ones I've seen so far, which is one, two, and X. Uh, before that, those are all good. I don't like this one quite as much, but it's it's decent. It's a uh, little long. I would say it doesn't drag too much, but it's like an hour fifty something. Which, if I saw a movie is like more than an hour forty, I think you really got to start re reevaluating things. Um. But yeah, it was okay. A, a nice little conclusion to the trilogy with uh, with John Kramer at the beginning. And uh, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll keep watching these here and there. Uh, the fourth one is only like 91 minutes, so I'm looking forward to that. Looking forward to a, a nice lean, mean Saw movie, even though I hear they get worse from here. Mm. Yeah, I have not decided to watch another Saw movie. Dad? Sorry. It's, the, the the craziest twist of 2023 was that I became a fan of the Saw series. I did not see that ever happening. Well, there you go. At least you became mm -hmm. a fan of something in 2023, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, something good happened. Uh, Yeah, looking, looking elsewhere, like I mentioned, a handful of movies that were really good, that are Best Picture nominated, but don't have a ton to say about them. I have less and less to say about, like, the, the Oscars pretty much every year. I will say, next episode probably, with how, uh, how infrequent our output is, We'll be fairly close to the Oscars, so it might be Nucky's time when we're back for the next episode. The Nuckies, and we've got a brand new category. We've got at least one brand new category. Yep. So I gotta start thinking of categories for this year. We'll see which ones to bring over. 
uh, from last year and or the year before and which new ones I can come up with. Yep, 2024 will be the year of new bits for Nick and Manny. We've got Dowry for what we could. <laughs> We've got some new Nucky stuff. We've got potentially a wrestling bit going on. Wrestling bit? The thing that we talked about earlier about like you versus me and see who could take the whole, oh. like the better bump and all that stuff. Yeah, let, let's let's start training. Was that exactly. that was definitely serious? We got to get back in shape, bud. Mm-hmm. Back in shape implies I was ever actually in shape, but yes. <laughs> well, I think that's it. Unless you have anything else. Yeah, that's all I've got. That one that one went pretty well. We covered a lot of stuff. Um, yeah. That was just a fun episode. We'll have more to talk. I mean, maybe not more to talk about next month, but we'll see. Sometimes we, we don't will, have anything to talk cause about. Because you'll talk about the ending of live action Avatar. And I'll t- oh no, you'll talk about the ending sure. of animated Avatar. And I'll talk about live action Avatar. Uh, there will be quite a difference in our, in the tones, I think, between the two of us here. That's my uh, prediction. It, you never know. Who knows? Maybe I play, I'll, I'll pretty... probably finish at least one more Uncharted game by then. Mm-hmm. Because I go through those pretty quick. They aren't super long games. Yeah, yeah. I'm calling it now, folks. He's going to sound not mad. He's not going to do an angry rant, I don't think. He'll just be sad and dejected when he talks about that show. It will not be Book of Boba Fett. It won't be to that level? No. Book of Boba Fett is by far the angriest that I think I've sounded with the TV show. Oh, the angriest you've gotten. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's by far the the worst that I've been. <laughs> yeah that's still still one of our best episodes like <laughs> uh, that was over two years ago now don't tell me time <laughs> we've been doing this for two and a half years i know three years in august what do we do for the three mm-hmm. years spectacular probably nothing until the day of we realize oh it's three years yeah get the sound something. bites <laughs> If Elena's free, we're about to go watch this Thruple show and do a commentary for it. For now, we will see you guys on the next podcast episode, whenever that is. Hopefully, it's not in another month. Hopefully, it's in a couple weeks (laughs) and we can get on to a semi-regular schedule again where things happen. Yep, so famous last words, but look forward to that, folks. We will see you soon. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.